Phantom House. It's the place for podcasts. Welcome to the living room. Please make yourself at home. This week, I spoke with Sunny Moore, and guys, we really got into it. An amazing conversation about blues and how a guitar sounds, as well as a bunch of things and details about her personal life that were hella interesting. I personally recommend this episode highly. You can find the music online at sunnymore.com or Bandcamp. Really wonderful, guys. Enjoy. Yeah, I can. I can talk. I can say things. <laughs> we can cough hello. into the mic. Hello, hello. G- good evening. Oh, good, good evening. evening. <laughs> this is NPR. Oh, hello there. Uh, hi. Uh. <laughs> uh, oh man. <laughs> oh man. Is this how it is? Yeah, it is. Um, so basically, <laughs> you'll start by playing a song, and then we'll talk, and you'll play another thing, and then we'll talk more, and you'll play another thing, and we'll go like that. Okay. So yeah, you can just start with whatever you want. Okay. okay. <laughs> I want to play my love songs. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so just go now? Yeah, just go ahead.
good um so can you just uh introduce yourself and the what you play my name is Sadi and i play guitar cool <laughs> <laughs> how long have you been playing i guess like when when did you start making music i s- started playing guitar when i was seven but i start or i made my first album when i was 17 when I that's when I started singing or trying to sing. When when you were seven years old, was it like did you like you went out and like told someone that you really like wanted to play, or did you just like like how did that happen? I told my mom. My mom. I asked my mom for a guitar. I think before then, but she got me one when I was seven. But I I was around like my stepdad's a musician and my uncle's a musician, and, and I was always around people most of my mom's friends were in bands and stuff so i think i just wanted to be be part of a it. part of everybody playing but then you didn't start actually singing until you were 17 what was was that just because you were like a teen and like self-conscious or like i never wanted to sing but that like i got in i guess i started listening to lyrics and really liking lyrics mm. when i was well really in middle school but wanting to sing I didn't really I guess high school is when I was like I have to say the stuff that I wanted because I was like my really rebellious (laughs) I thought I was just so like political and like people need to hear me so I just started like singing but now I don't that was like that was when I was like really into punk and stuff and now I don't really say anything that crazy really at all so I mean, that's arguable. And I thought I was when when I was younger, but now I hear those songs and I'm kind of like, mm, like it's not. This, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like when you're a teen, you feel like you have to say like something deeply political because when you're a kid, you're like, unless I'm saying something important, like I'm not making good art. Or at least that's how I felt because like yeah. that's when I was like, 
deciding like okay i want to like draw for real so i gotta like say something about the country because otherwise it's like not real art or whatever which isn't true but i definitely like felt like so i don't know internal pressure to do that maybe i don't know but it's like it's it's in you or i don't i think everybody has that where they're like really radical (laughs) like (laughs) like i don't know like you're in high school you're like learning about stuff and you think you feel like I'm, this is the world I'm joining. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of like you just want to. I don't know. I don't understand it anymore. So I'm around a lot of teenagers sometimes because mm-hmm. I sometimes I work with kids or like that age. I still don't. I don't get it anymore. I just don't <laughs> get it. What do you What do you mean you work with kids? Like what do you? Sometimes I I work with a nonprofit that does like. Um, they have like a a studio and they have the kids come and they can record there and then it also has like different lessons like for different instruments that's cool what what's it called it's called a place called home and it's like it's from it's like ages four to like 19 or something oh it's like a really big that's a big that's a a huge age range they do a lot of stuff they do like they do tutoring and and they do like sports it's kind of like boys and girls club i guess but it's like i think it's better because they they have they have scholarships and stuff that they give away and are you just like going in and teaching kids like how to I go. I help with different things. Like sometimes they'll be writing a specific kind of song, and then I help with that. Or like when they have it every year, they have a gala to raise money, and there's like a big show sort of, and I help with that. Where and sometimes I just play with them, perform with them for different events, Hmm. and I don't know. I know like. I know they're like we made some songs together about just talking one is about not having dads and stuff which it didn't make sense cuz the two teenagers that they chose to like be the main singers had dads and I was just kind of like why are you pushing this weird thing on them like it, Wait, it that's like it was like this this guy from London who was going to all over the world to these different youth centers, mm-hmm. and they like make a music video and they make a song with them, and I don't I don't know it's like they always because all kinds of different stuff goes to them because they're like a nonprofit that does all this sure. stuff, so it's just like something they were doing, and I was like they can't even relate to this. I was just like, what are you like? Why are we making them sing this sad song about? So the subject of the song the kids didn't. It was yeah. It was about huh. not like growing up without a father, and then the manager Sharon called me and she was like, "I want you to write this song. It's about make it about not having <laughs> like growing up without a father." And I was like, "And I was like, who? What is this about?" I was like, "Why?" I was like, "This is dark. I don't like this." And then the kids, the ones that were the main singers, they were like, "Well, yeah, I have a dad. I'm." That's what? <laughs> it's just weird. I was like, so just pretend that this is your life. Huh. Like, it's just like weird. And that's interesting because like, there's definitely kids there who like don't have dads. Yeah, huh. but the best pop singers we have, 
they have, those they come they come from great families and there's nothing we can do about that but they they're saying they saying if you were hurt them you'd be like well he, they can't have fathers because they were in that song and they, oh. <laughs> they sang it like they meant it how did you end up like <laughs> doing this thing like when, how did you like find this like nonprofit? well my I used to go to adult school there when I was for I was trying to th- I don't know if I was eighteen or there was a point where I dropped out of high school and I was doing a lot of drugs and getting arrested a lot, and then I was trying to get then I start because they have adult school like for like the kids who were going to jail a lot at that place so I was (laughs) I was going there but my mom also worked there she was a receptionist there at one point and then my uncle were ended up working there as a bass teacher at one point so like sharing the it's like sharing is like a family friend I guess she yeah she kind of knows everybody everybody in my family that lives in LA and you just so then you just ended up there and then yeah. stuck around. That's cool. And it's like I know, like a lot of the kids that went there at some point. It was like a lot of the kids that went there. They were like really in the like South Central punk scene because it was like a place where they had pra- like free practice spaces. So a lot of it was a weird little. Th- it was a little thing. It was like yeah. a high school like cultural thing, sort of. If you lived in that area, for sure. I guess. No, I'm. That's good. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I like hearing that there's options, that there's people who care. It's nice to hear. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, so then you were writing. So you were writing lyrics. Were you also like putting? You were like knew how to write songs on the guitar also at that time, or were you just when when you were like. In your teen, late teen years, 17 or whatever. I was in a band called Anus Kings. Nice. <laughs> I'm still in that band, sort of, but we're just busy. Or he, we're just learning, you know, doing other stuff, but we'll probably end up making another album. It's just like hard now. Yeah, it's always hard. <laughs> but People it was have- easier before. No, you don't realize how much time you have as a kid until you're an adult and you have other responsibilities. You're like, I wasted all this time like, yeah. sitting on the couch, not making. We could have did a lot of stuff, yeah. No, yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> there was so much time. I had so much time before, yep. and now I'm like running around trying to make money so I can feed myself. Yeah, it feels weird. Yeah, what or. I, I want to know specifically, like, when you were playing, like, what led you to start playing the guitar, like, like at picking rather than, like, doing chords, I guess? Just because that's a choice, but... Well, that I've only... I've only been playing fingerstyle guitar since I was, like, probably nine because I learned... Because I learned how to play Blackbird and then... Which is like a finger, which is like finger picking. Which I think they, I think that I learned with three, 
I don't know. If, that song was like that was like the first song like where I could play a whole song, mm. and then I think I just stopped. And so since you had that, it you're just like, sounded. <laughs> it sounded. It sounds better to me. Even now, I think it sounds better. Well, I just or I like, just like that style, I guess. Yeah. But it's like there is enough. Like there is enough of that kind of music for me to listen to where I didn't think it was weird to mm. be playing that way. But now I like people talk of now it's because it's like I really started in Tennessee and it wasn't as like there's definitely more of a, a scene of like most people don't. I don't know. It's like it's like if you only go if you've only been to McCabe's or something and you just always hear people trying to play bluegrass or whatever. And you just think it's normal. Yeah, I mean, or not bluegrass, but like, because <laughs> yeah. either it's like either you play electric blues or you play like. It's just I think it's weird. It's like if you play electric guitar, then that's different. Hmm. But I feel like it's weird to strum acoustic guitar. Hmm. Because it's like, why don't you have an electric guitar? I don't get it. You're not like because I hear people go. You're not like, using the tool that you have. They go like, and I'm just like, shouldn't that be distorted? Like, shouldn't that? It just seems like they're trying to. It's like it's supposed to be an acoustic version of something that's supposed to be electric. Huh. So it's like, I mean, you can strum the acoustic if it. I just feel like it's supposed to be soft. It's supposed to be. Soft, it's a soft instrument. Soft music. And I think it sounds pretty, like, I don't know. No, dude, that's totally fair. <laughs> <laughs> like, my, because my, since I, like, I'm, an, like, a visual artist, like, my analog to that is, like, why would you make a movie with, like, three, I'm an animator, so, like, I'm, like, why would you make a movie in 3D animation? Because it's, like, we have actual films, so, like, why are we yeah. trying to emulate this and that's creepy. And it, yeah, it doesn't... It's scary. People do like a lot of like cool <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, just do like something in 2D that's stylized because that's a whole different realm. And that's what it's meant for. It's meant for this whole thing. Yeah. So I, I yeah. feel you. I'm like, not everyone agrees. but I'm Some like, of that Pixar is too real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I love the idea though that you like, learn how to play blackbird and you're like oh this is it <laughs> this is what i wanted to it just sounds right because <laughs> everything else is like because i okay i like because you can play one if you're playing fingerstyle guitar you could play one chord for a long time and it just sounds so like there's so much going on in one chord mm -hmm. but if you just strum it then you just like you're not even it's weird. It sounds weird to me. Huh. Or so what are your like other influences I guess that like you that you've like built on in your life? <laughs> now I don't now before I was into punk for a long time and then now I like I just like acoustic music. Like I really like Elliot Smith and Nick Drake. But then I like a lot. I like a lot of blues. Like I still, I consider myself a blues musician. Mm, I but I <laughs> also have like different kind of style of s songs. Uh huh. But I, I guess blue, like acoustic blues, like just like classic blue. I don't know. Like 
I guess like I like thirties, forties, a lot of fifties blues guitar players. Are there specific people you can think of, or like even like I like Reverend Gary Davis Jr. <laughs> he doesn't. He plays. It is acoustic. It's style. It's just stylized. Mm-hmm. It's just like just little um, weird. Just doing um, shit with like. If I would try to imitate him, I would be like, like just, but it's like he's not really doing anything, but he is. It's like a thing. It's like when, it's like going like, it's like knowing when to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, I now I really like Skip James and Elmore James, mm. but El. Elmore is more just how I like how that's electric blues, but I like how he sings because because now that's another thing. Like for a long time, I it's like I was listening to Elliot Smith so long, and I was just kind of obsessing over like his lyrics and stuff. Yeah, and then, everyone did. <laughs> then now I'm like going back to like just listening to the music. These old no, like oh. I'm still listening to him, but I mean like. Now I went back to just listening to these old, just old, it's like all the songs are just about, they're just love songs, kind of, or just about drinking, and, but it's like every single, it's like they're not really about anything that special, but it's like something about, it's like so emotional to me, like, so now I'm kind of trying to study, like, what is it about these old blues songs that are so, like, it's kind of the same feeling I get with Elliot Smith, but I like it because it's even more like just there's nothing really to figure out. Yeah. It's like you hear it, you know exactly what it's about. But, okay, there's one song called It Hurts Me Too by Elmore James, and it's something about when he says the the little hook is when things go wrong, go wrong with you, it hurts me too. But when he says hurts, it's like he cries a little bit. It's like his voice. It's just little things. Yeah. So now I'm just trying to study. It's all like, that like detail and like texture. It's like just like... sounds so pretty and it's so like, I really believe him. I believe him. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Can you play something else, please? Oh. <laughs> no, I don't want to. Because, no, please do. Because <laughs> I don't have any song like that. Like El- like Elmore James. <laughs> Um, hopefully this is, this one was, was when I was young, or when I was younger, but I used to play it faster though. Still got the heart in 
try to write like it sound innocent and write songs about <laughs> so but. and then so now you're trying to like do stuff because when you were saying about like um I, f- I forgot the name of who you mentioned but elmore james, elmore james. yes and like, skip james so like you were saying like there's a point where you, he like almost cries 
I feel like that's like just emotional delivery. So you're trying to do like more stuff like that. But then that I was. You were okay. But I can't. It's hard to sing like him though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to sing like anybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not it's their voice for a reason. Yeah. But I mean, but I like I like your delivery too. Like it just it feels earnest. If that makes any Aww. sense. <laughs> And I don't mean to flatter you, but like, honestly. And then, and also, but, and then the, you were saying about like, just like adding different like, sound, textural sounds in the guitar. I feel like yeah. just, that's just playing, like playing with your instrument, if that makes any sense. Is that, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, I want the guitar to sound emotional too. Mm. That's another, that's why I can never really like leave blues completely ever. Cause I I feel like that's that's the most emotional that guitar can ever. It's like there's all kinds of it's like everything is really that though. Yeah. It's like when that's the only time like you can hear a guitar cry really is when you listen to like. It's not every blues guitar player, but I feel like. I don't know, like that BB King would be like definition of that. It's like, yeah, other people later did they play well or whatever. But anything that they even do, like any rock fan or whatever, you, there's great, like, let's have, but all that stuff is like just being really influenced by blues, really. No, absolutely. So it's like you it all started. Just go back to that. Yeah. I mean, I also like how, like, because in the recordings that you have, you left, like, this, like, the actual, like, buzzing of, like, the strings. And, like, you, I feel like you left those natural like guitar sounds because you gotta hear it no yeah i, I liked it so it's tasty <laughs> Ta- i don't know like little like when you yeah like yeah <laughs> <laughs> that sound <laughs> but yeah I, I it comes through i feel like you're already pretty successful at that so like hearing that you want to push it more makes me curious about like what that means for you because like i don't know what what are you like unsatisfied about that like makes you want to like i just think that everyone can be better writer Mm. always and everything and art i guess (laughs) that's true or it's (laughs) like i it's like if i listen to to older record i feel like now because i'm I'm planning to record it in January, but I feel like I, the songs that I'm going to record now are my best songs. But That's how it should be. <laughs> I think they could be better. Okay, yeah. Or I think, I know after that, I want them. There's certain things like, like, I don't know. It could be better, you know? I think that with every, even my favorite records that I listen to, I always think about what they could do better. For other people? <laughs> yeah, all Dude, the time. I feel like the... that's a healthy exercise. No, that's like the mark <laughs> of like a good artist and the success. I feel like if you can look at something and be like, they need to, or not they need, but they, <laughs> if I was them, you know I would have done this. this better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but those are like my favorite. But I'm serious. I'm like, you know, they could really, really have my attention if, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I love but that. you gotta do you gotta do it to everything. 
Well, not no, because it can get really sick. Well, too. yeah, in a healthy way. But yeah, but there's yeah. So are you one of those people who like when they put their record out, they're already like done with those songs and like want to move on to the next thing? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm all, I'm done with them already, really. You haven't. But that's because it takes it always takes me a year to even get to record whatever I want to record, and then it's like. I've ar- then by then I've ar- I've already started writing. It just su- it just takes. That's why I feel like if you- it's better to just do everything as fast as you can if you can if you can. Cause it's like sometimes it's like I have to do but it's not. But I guess that's reasonable though actually. Cause it's not that's makes if you do one album a year. That's pretty That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. But it's like if you've already had, if you've been playing those songs around already and then you recorded and now you're trying to promote that, so mm-hmm. now you're going to be yeah. playing them again, it just seems like... You're tired. It's like, okay, like I get it. Like, You know, like write a new sad song or whatever. <laughs> right, write a new it's sad like, song. <laughs> so then... Cause you like you busk a lot, or at least I used to. I don't know. All the time. All the time. Okay. But now I don't know what to do because it's like cold (laughs) a little little bit. But luckily, it's not that long. You live in LA. It's never that cold. It's kind of (laughs) cold. Well, I know know what you mean. Not really. I've lived here. I've lived here my whole (laughs) life, so I'm like, yes, it is cold. But it's really not. It's not that cold. I'm realistic. I guess we should stop seeing that. Because <laughs> there's like people dying, freezing to death on the East Coast. Yeah, absolutely. We're like, but it's, co- it's, like it's 60 degrees. degrees. <laughs> but I don't have an, I need a thicker sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> but I was going to say, like, so busking, is that like your opportunity to like get to play and newer stuff and play around when you're like recording and like you're all like, so all day you're like, bam. Busking is so. I sh- don't want to. I don't know what else to do, because every time it's like if I have a job, then I always end up having to say no to stuff, mm. and it's like never. I can never have a schedule that I want, mm-hmm. and then it's like then I end up kind of not playing at all, just to like. It's like I don't know. I don't know what to do. So then I end up, now I do that instead of work, but it's, a whole different it's set like of at problems. least I can always, I'm always open to anything, but it's like... The stability. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's pretty, most games are, it's all right. It's pretty good. You got to know how to do it. What's the right way to do it? Um, Cheese it up. <laughs> like playing covers yeah you gotta know some Beatles I have a bunch of shit I can play when people ask me to yeah that's like I hate yeah no, I know yeah. I can play Grateful Dead I can play all this stuff I don't like that uh huh I can do it for you though yeah if people do it too yeah they'll be like oh you know me Grateful Dead <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like, I'll I have learned it. 
Yes, I do. And then, and then they tell me about seeing Jerry and all. And it's just, and I try, you know, I don't, I, I don't like it. I don't like that band. Yeah, no, that's fair. I can't. <laughs> I can't. And it's because I'm always invented. You don't know how many people out there are like serious oh, about Grateful Dead. If you're Dead. in Venice, I absolutely it's just really believe. uncomfortable. And then also the doors. Mm-hmm. They really love the doors. Mm-hmm. I don't like that band. I don't get it. But you know it so that you can play it and I, get now money I know from it. them. And then, and then it makes me feel like a prostitute. Because <laughs> here I am. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'll start singing the doors because somebody's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but it's better than when I had a job because then I really felt like a prostitute. <laughs> Because my, my manager would just call me and tell me, hey, drop everything you're doing. It's like, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, and like so now it. you're like, at least I have And I own. couldn't get it. I had to lie to try to play a gig sometimes. Like I, It's just was like, well, fuck it. I'd rather just not deal with. I'm sure there, I could probably figure out a better thing, though. But that would take time, too. Sitting in front of a computer. Yeah. Look, researching things. <laughs> no, finding <laughs> the right sort of like part-time like day job is like, it's a lot of luck <laughs> and like just circumstance. Like my friend, he worked at this like donut shop for like three years. Cause That'd he's, be he's, cool. And it worked out for him because he's like an artist and since he was the only one who was, like, working there at certain parts of the day, he could just, like, draw most of the day. And so he's still, like, practicing. That's and, good. And working on the craft. So, like, when he got to a certain point, he's like, I'm comfortable, like, quitting this job and, like, trying to get, like, an art job. So, like, but, but he, he only he got- only happened upon, like, this donut shop that, like, happened to be, like, the manager was, like, hella lax and just left him alone. So. That's know. really good. Anything during the day would be perfect. But it's like those are the hours that they give people who've been there. For, like, you have to earn that mm. shit. Like, everybody wants to work at that time. Yeah. And it's just like, and it's like. Uh, so, like, this has given you, like, a chance to, like, at least be able to, like, I can make my own schedule. and. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are there times of the day where it's, like, better to be in, in certain parts of L.A. or whatever? I re- only try to do it in Venice, but then it's good to go to like a farmer's market mm. or like high foot traffic. <laughs> yeah, just go where people go. Where people go and people who are like willing to like hand out dollars to you yeah. are. Some places are better than other like my friend she goes to santa barbara mm-hmm. every saturday and they live here yeah Ooh. and it, but it's worth it and then i guess it's like a i don't know if it's a it's a flea market or something a lot of people see it's like where wherever the vendors go that's where a busker should go okay. so it's like the same it's like all the buskers from venice go there too hmm. to the same thing it's kind of the same thing, vending and but because it's like everyone sells CDs and yeah. like 
you um you know there a lot of gigs come out of busking too i was gonna say you always have cards and stuff and I, then people i've played like a lot of like little parties around venice and now i play at a smoke shop when they have different events not a smoke shop uh what's it called a medical weed store yes Dispensary. A dispensary. a dispensary. I call it a smoke shop. <laughs> it's yeah, whatever. <laughs> but they, <laughs> but they have little events, and I play there. And I met these people that do ayahuasca ceremonies from busking, and I would play for them too. And I had to drink ayahuasca to be in the ceremony so i got to play okay wait wait, no 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 no. start start from the (laughs) beginning with that story so you met these people i met i was playing at venice and they and because i have instrumental songs and sometimes i just practice my instrumentals there and they were like this would you know do you do private parties and blah blah blah?" and i was like yeah and they're like okay we have we have this party you know it's you know, it's like meditational party, you know, just that kind of music would work for that. And well, and then I was like, okay, yeah, sure, yeah. pay me, yeah, cool. <laughs> and then they were like, oh, if if you don't mind, we all, you know, we all wear all white, if that's okay with you. And I was like, yeah. I can, yeah, I can do and that also. And then I get there. They never told me about the ayahuasca until, no. until I was there. Okay, wait, where was it? Was it in? It's like, well, they change it. Okay, I've already done a bunch of them, but they change it, like, verses in Topanga. Like, they try to have it, like, either in Topanga or in, like, Hollywood Hills, where it's, like, okay. up kind of somewhere. Sure. But the ones, I like it better in Topanga, because it's always, like, it's like these rich hippies, really. Yeah, no, P- yeah, and exactly. Have- <laughs> That's exactly what it is. And they have this shaman named Edwin, and he's from Colombia, and he, like, I guess he brings it, and he does it in New York, too, but in New York, they have, like, a whole, not a commune, but they have, like, a whole thing there where it's, like, a bunch of people, Hmm. like, all the ones that have been in Topanga are, like, really, like, the most would be 30 people at a time. And that's they a, that's a lot of people already. You throw up you throw up the whole time. Oh my god. And Edwin has an assistant who empties all the bags. That's his job is he goes around and cleans up all the time. Cause they everyone has their own bucket to puke in. And then wait, so you show up but this first time. So you show up in Topanga uh-huh. and you don't know <laughs> it's an ayahuasca ceremony. Yep. And then I drink it too. And and then you were because you had to they, play though they said everyone you everyone has to drink a small amount you don't have to go back for more but you have to have a small amount so that we're all on the same wavelength whatever or whatever so, I was down though I was like sure and but you were pl- so you were also playing though yes and How I got very that? scared because the fir- that time I drank a cup and a half of it. And I, I remember at one point I was asking it. I said, "Please don't take me. Please don't take me." <laughs> oh my god! 
<laughs> because I felt like I was about to leave, leave. my body. Oh. And I was praying to it. It was like whatever it is. It is like your be it's like its own thing being or something. And I said, "Please don't. Please don't take me." I remember I was crying too in the because I went to the, I kept going to the bathroom and crying because I was scared, because I didn't want, because I I knew that I was about to really really enjoy myself, mm-hmm. but I was also working. Yeah, <laughs> that's so the I was thing. Like a little bit like I was just kind of feeling stressed out. That's, like okay, so so you're playing and then you're trying to like I couldn't stay even see really centered. Yeah. Everything was moving. I was shredding though. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I just thought I thought I sounded really good, but then again, so it sounded good when people were puking. Yeah, it just felt really good. Everything felt good. So I don't know. Did I don't know how so it was. Were you like playing, <laughs> and did you end up puking at some point while you were I playing? I didn't puke. Okay, okay, not everybody pukes. Either you puke or you shit. Um, but it's like it's a clint. It yeah, it's a cleanse. Just, no, I've so I've heard enough about it to I know that this is part of it. I it a lot. Okay. Sorry. No, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I wish I could have said I puked a lot, but it wasn't it's like... Probably, it was probably better for your guitar playing, to be honest. Yeah, that would be awkward. I just... I don't... That's something I just don't want to do, is throw up around a bunch of people throwing up. It was making me nauseous, though, just thinking about it, like, they're all throwing up. And, yeah. Well, I mean, when and you some, about it. But you can go outside, though. It was a, cool. Yeah, take a break. It was like huge. I didn't even play that much because it's like there's different parts. Like they try to have quiet meditational parts, and then there's like little things that the shaman does. Like he has little dances and shit that he does, and he has different like smoke ritual things that he does. Like it's like a whole. But I kind of like the whole. I always kind of thought that guy was a fake shaman. And I had done so many ceremonies with them. Yeah, I was gonna say. So you've done this multiple times yeah. since then. So it's a good gig. I had a lot of ayahuasca, <laughs> and I don't even want to do it anymore because I kind of feel like it's like not even something people should be doing a lot. <laughs> and there are some people that are there every time. Yeah. Kind of like this isn't because you're not supposed to do that. It's taking. Yeah, it's a sometimes drug. It's like abuse. It's a you're, drug. I think in like realistically like a tribe like the original people that use that as healing and shit you only do that like maybe three times in your life yeah like so it's it's just really sick that there's these rich people that have parties yeah where they say that they're trying to get healing but it's just like you guys are just having like you guys can just afford to fly some guy in from Colombia with ayahuasca so you're like let's do it no and it's just not absolutely that's totally makes sense too because like these people would be like there would be a reason that you're like, I ha- we have to go to this length to like yeah, heal with someone. Yeah, it's not just... And every, there are people that would go that are like, they're trying to get over something really... There are there are definitely people that show up like that are like, I heard this could help me. I've been trying everything like that are like really going through a real serious thing. And then, but then there's a lot of people that are just always there. Yeah. And they're like... A couple of them are yoga teachers, like these really like <laughs> well-known yoga teachers. Like I'm just kind of like, come on, yeah, this is come on, you guys. Wow. It's just like, and let me guess, you go to sweat lodge and you go to the like. It's just like. <laughs> <laughs>
Wow. It's cool, though. I can't... Whatever. They I don't pay know. you well, I guess, so... Not... It's good enough. It's good for a weekend, but it's kind of like you have to think... It's not a weekend. It is a weekend, though, because it's like they have it two days. Sometimes they'll have it two weekends, and it's like... But you're there all night until the morning, and it's like every time I fall asleep a little bit, then they're like, okay, now we're going to have just a couple some music and they'll be like Tell. and i see them the shaman sits on a chair i just think he's a fake shaman i'm sorry i'm not buying it because i because and if he is real i kind of feel like he's selling out his people and shit so i'm kind of like man you're over here selling ayahuasca and shit like it's just supposed to be sacred and shit like, why are you slaying ayahuasca in america like i'm just like come on man because wow. they're supposed to go there. Yeah, no, that's how that's you the really appropriate are way. Supposed, yeah, you're supposed to, to do it. So I'm kind of like, so you're bringing it. I'm like, you're just a drug dealer. I'm sorry, but I don't get, I feel like that's not even right what he's doing. That's why I think like he's just making money. I'm like, yeah, it makes, I don't know. Nah, because he's helping people though. Because it does, because they do, the next day, people talk about it, like, feel, I have felt it, too, where you just feel, like, you feel, like, wait, the next day, you feel a lot better, but you can't keep doing it over and over again. I feel like that first time, I should have just never did it after that, because another time, I was, like, crying really bad, and I was outside, like, look what we did, I was like, I was on, I was on some other shit. Like, like I was responsible for all civilization. Oh. And I was like, look what I did. You were <laughs> feeling the burden of humanity. I was like, why oh. did I do this? Oh my God. <laughs> it got really weird. Oh. And then I was like trying to explain to people what, what I was crying about. And they were like, how many cups did you drink? <laughs> I was like, wow. I enough <laughs> too much oh, at man. one time i got scared of guitar scared was, of the guitar well a swain went on ayahuasca because you feel either at first you're scared and then after like two hours you just it's i hate to say but it reminds me of heroin a little bit and some other stuff that i've done before when i was back in the day and it was like, but with something else, like God, it was mm-hmm. like God was, yeah. Uh, you know, that's what you feel like. You feel like it's like a heavenly heroin thing. And it's like, and you're like, and you're really emotional. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever, have you ever seen anything before? Mm, or is it just been well like- see that's what i would always try to stop from happening uh, oh you're right you're working every <laughs> time that i would be like because i can feel like i it's like if you just sit there and you're just like and let it wash over and you, you just like sit up and ju- it's like i can always tell like i'm about to leave like or not leave. i don't know but i can't ever get to the point that everybody else wow that's such a specific experience I'm, wow, <laughs> I'm blown away. <laughs> you should try it one time. Uh, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I don't want to lose control ever. I'm one of you those people. You get it back in the morning. 
<laughs> While it's happening, I don't know. I'm, I'm afraid. That, let's put it that simply. I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to be able to have control over myself all the time, That's which is problematic in different ways. But whatever. Okay, maybe one day you'll try it. We'll see. I I can't speak <laughs> to myself like 20 years from now, so who knows? But well, whatever. <laughs> Can you play something else, please? Okay, what? Whatever you want. <laughs> whatever you want. I've only heard what's on your band camp, so it's that one album from 2015. I don't even know what's on there. Exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I know it. Uh, but I'll I don't want to make you play anything. You can play whatever you want to play. Play a newer song. Yes, please. I'm a drunk. I'm a punk, closet screamer The man I sleep with ain't the man I love His dysfunction fits me like a glove Oh, I'll ride I'll admit it, I can't stop I can't quit it I'm twelve steps away from making my mom's day Her Al-Anon don't wash my sins away it's my life Gotta live it It's my strife Gotta give it And all I've got to make it out of here Shoot them down and then they reappear sounds so good to me like I don't, like when i 
looked you up because I found you because Nina booked you on that show at Bridgetown the other week. Oh yeah. And so I checked yeah. you out and I listened I was, and I was blown away. I was blown away by like how great you sounded. And also so much so that I was like, I, cause I wanted you on the podcast. I'm like, I'm not, I don't feel qualified to like talk to you about music just cause it's like so simple, but also like so complex cause it's just a guitar, but you're doing so much with the guitar that I'm like, I don't even know how to talk to you about <laughs> playing. Oh but, man. But so because of that, <laughs> I actually outsourced a question and then so it was brought to my attention that like the way you play is like is it is blues but it's like very bluesy in like every song rhythmically even though like some of your songs have like a more of like a folk americana structure yeah and i and i'm like oh that is interesting so yeah i think like the blues comes through comes through like in everything that you're playing maybe just because that's what you i was on an americana kick too (laughs) whatever that is or i or like that's a different thing. Yeah, it is a different thing. Blues is Americana, but then there's also Americana. Yeah. I don't know. But that's a diff- that's it's like you gotta spend all your time thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> about, like what is Americana? What is Americana? <laughs> Can you quantify it? Have you <laughs> Well a lot of things are and a lot of things aren't. <laughs> I mean, like, think, like, folk music, like... Yeah. And blues, and, like, country, I guess. It's just different. That real good country, though. Yeah. Not, not that the, shitty country. Not the shitty country. The cool country, where it's like, this is cool country. Like, yeah. Like, that country. The one that you <laughs> want to listen to. Uh, so you grew <laughs> up in Tennessee. Kind of. Kind of? I'm from Nash. I'm from Tennessee, but I went to high school here oh so you but i would here. go back to my dad my mom lives here and my dad lives there okay so i always i would always go there at least in the summer too how was that and i lived there till i was like 10 and then but then we also lived in michigan too at one point it's a lot of places so it's i feel like i'm f- from a bunch of places well bunch of places i guess has that like affected the way i don't know like you feel about your own like self-identity just because like i feel like i'm very from southern california just because i've always lived here and like so the way i like perceive myself and the people around me and like the art that i make are all very like from california i think just geographically i think that's something that happens so for you who's like been bouncing around at a lot of places. Do you think that's like affected your music in a certain aspect? I always feel like I'm here representing Tennessee. Okay. Or that's how I always thought of music too. Well, yeah, there isn't like a big blues culture here that no. much. <laughs> like but there's pockets. You can find the pockets, but it's not like the overarching. There are. It's you only at McCabe's and... Can you just That's tell people what McCabe's is, by the way? For It's a guitar shop that they only sell, or they sell, like, they have, like, a bunch of banjos and, like, resonator guitars, and, like, they. it's, like, a folky, like, they have shows, too, 
a lot of like folk and blues people play there or like jazz or something but it's all like roots like just roots music i guess <laughs> but it's like it's funny to say that's the la blues scene yeah because it's it, it doesn't suck but it's like mccabe's like is so like it's just but it's actually blues the blues scene nationwide sucks so it's like Why? funny to me to say that just because it's because <laughs> it's like there's there's younger people that listen to blues but it's like if you go to like a blues festival it's gonna be a bunch of older people it's just yeah. like it's funny to be like when you're like in your 20s and you're like really into blues it's just kind of funny it's like okay <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like have fun with all your other friends your age that are into that it's just like it's like i know like three kids that that i've known since high school that have like a record collection of blues and shit yeah and it's like we're just it's just nerdy shit like it's like oh yeah let's go to the caves oh. <laughs> it's like sucks it's like so oh, do you feel like the go- like the blues scene is like stagnant in america basically just because it's all older people well there's a joke it? that at every blue show it's the same like 30 people that are but it kind of is though hmm. it's like just like old white guys that have like a ponytail where they're bald in the middle and then there's like a couple like nerdy kids that are like that are like yeah the blues (laughs) it's like nobody's into it because it's like it's one of those things that people it does all sound the same really Mm -hmm. there's people that are really great and then there's like but i love the other shit too i can go to a blues festival and listen to the same band over and over like that shit still sounds cool to me but it's like it's really silly though Cause it's like all the they do all kind of <laughs> it's the same. Yeah, song. I mean we joke about that in like the punk or whatever scene. Also, same thing, like yeah. it's the same thing. But like but at least nah, punk's no, way better. Yeah, though. at least there's like young kids who are trying to do it yeah. consistently. Like every year, there's like new bands. That's the thing. That's, you can't. Yeah, you can't. I, didn't, yeah, I hadn't thought about punk like, will how, always stay youthful. Yeah, like you're gonna be the weird one once at getting older in the punk scene, which is another thing that's really uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't feel older, but it's like I definitely like for punk shows now. Like I only go to really adult punk shows if I'm gonna. I I can't explain that. No, you know you're, I mean? you're not the first one to say that like, on this show. Like, I can't go to the same stuff anymore because I'm like, damn, this is weird. I feel like a child molester. Like, I can't be here. Not like a not like a child. Not like a child. I just feel like, why am I surrounded by 14-year-olds? And I just feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. If I go to see a certain... Like, if I were to try to see, like, the addicts or something. Not that I would, but if I did... <laughs> It's like, damn. No, I feel that way. It's like, oh. There's, like, like, there's bands who, like, we can't go to shows anymore just because, like, there's too many kids. It's like, it's not your thing anymore. It can be. It can. can. But I always say that that person that, see, I'm not that, we're not old, but you know that when there was always that older guy that was there, like, who was way older. Do you remember that? I mean, there's always somebody. I feel like a a lot of it depends on, like, the place that you're at also. Like, there's certain, like, like, spaces where, like, I feel like there's just more, like, there's more people of a lot of different ages where there's also, but then there's certain spaces where, like, there is, like, mostly younger people. That's why I like Santa Cruz or, like, I feel like whole cities are just better Hmm. just to be. I'm too depressed to go out anyway. 
But when I did, it's like I like to go to where it was like I don't know. It depends on the bands too. It does, yeah. It depends on every. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> I don't do anything anymore. Just, just stay home and make music. I don't do. I want to, but I want to be happy like that again. No, it it is important to go out because it's, it's like social. I used to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Being social I'll have is healthy. Plans. I would be like, oh yeah, where are we gonna meet at? Oh, okay, yeah, cool. And then we go. I had friends and stuff. I still know them, but. They know that I don't want to do anything, cause I don't know. Can you uh, think <laughs> of a like like a, one of the better shows you've ever played, or like one of the weirdest things that's ever happened in a show? I mean, the ayahuasca thing. I don't know if you can top that, but if there's been like a a standout memory at a show that you've played at, or that you've been to, or whatever that you can think of, that'd be cool. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Um, you've opened for like really cool people. Do those shows stand out to you, or does? Oh it... yeah, some of them I like. Like I know you opened for Keb Mo at some point in the past. <laughs> I love Keb Mo. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> um, I got I got to jam with Keb Mo one time, and he played banjo too. He had his, he had took a banjo on tour. He didn't play it, but he just played it backstage all the time. Had his oh. banjo, and he's really nice. Like, I would imagine. That's, he or, so you got to he play organizes him. everything. Like his whole production is like organized by him. He has like a lot of people, like for his. I don't know. Like he has like a guitar guy that or guitar tech that like tunes and shit wrangles the guitars and he like changes guitars throughout his set and stuff like it's like and then but he uh, always has they have to have every show they have to have a meal for everybody his whole crew every venue that he plays at his whole crew and whoever his opener is or everything and it'd always be like salmon and stuff. <laughs> I always thought that was amazing. That is a no. That is amazing. Ha- he doesn't have to do that. No, that's he puts it in his contract or or whatever that's to feed great. his whole crew and everybody. That's great. Which it's like it could just be a, a meal for him or what. I don't know. I just think he's like really nice person. Wow, that's wonderful. And he. I like him. Then there's people that I didn't like that I went on tour with. You don't have to say their names if you don't want to, but if you want to tell those stories. I know, that'd be <laughs> weird. But divas. Divas? Yeah. What kind of? Like country singers that are divas. Like what would they do, though? They would be mean. They had they had a um, tour manager who they would make chauffeur her around, like... And it was, like, weird. It was, like, you guys are driving, like, across the country together. You're making her act like she's a taxi driver. Oh, it was, man. like, weird. Yeah. It was just kind of, like, you really do, like, you're really doing that. And she had this little dog that she would take with. It was, like, damn, like, you got a little dog with you. <laughs> it's the whole <laughs> it, look. It's, it's the diva they, look. And there's a venue. 
some of them were like it was like also a restaurant and they were and she would bring the dog and they're like we can't have animal that's like against health code yeah, it's or a whatever code thing. and she was flip out like i'm performing here blah 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 and it was like but they're it's legal it's like and then there's a time where there we were supposed to share like a dressing room thing or not just whatever and then she she got mad and she locked me out of it so that she could straighten her hair and change clothes or whatever and I and I was supposed to play and then my stuff was in there and I was like can I get my guitar and so and then she was like all mad at me and I was like I'm sorry that we it's just so it was crazy yeah it was so crazy I just, I, f- I forget sometimes that there and are like people like that yeah but there are she was and Oof. she was really famous in Tennessee like it's like a con- it's like country it's cool country though. It's not like annoying, <laughs> but it's like, like she had a song with Dolly Parton that. But I can see her now. That thinking of her songs, I can see it now. Like, sometimes you can hear it, in people's shit. Like, ah, oh, she's. <laughs> like she's a bitch. I can hear, <laughs> I can hear it in her song. <laughs> I don't want to talk. I was going to sing some of it, but that's... No, you don't need to. Only... I didn't think so, but now I can... Now Now you hear it. And I still like it. I still like her music. I still like... It's... Actually, it's just funny, but I think... The thing with the... With the tour manager thing, it was... That was just mean. Yeah. That was mean, I thought. I can get over the dressing room thing. Because she just wanted to be alone to do, which is, I don't know. It's like, okay, like, (laughs) it's like just to put on makeup or something. It's just kind of like, okay, fine. (laughs) Just don't lock my stuff in there. Yeah, like you're supposed to open for them and you need to. (laughs) Yeah, just made it all. But that, it was really uncomfortable. It was like, it was just the same couple people and we were all together. Yeah, it's a tour, so. And it's like the girl, like, who had to drive her around. It was just like, you just felt so bad for her because it's like, wow. Like, it just, like, felt like we were watching, like, domestic violence and we couldn't do anything. It was like, it wasn't like that, but it felt like. Man, because she would, like, say shit to her, like, it was, like, get my coffee and blah. It was just, like, damn, like, why are you being so mean? And she was selling her merch, and it was, like, she was driving her. She didn't even help her drive, so she was just driving. <laughs> it was too much. Because it was, like, you guys are just two people in a car driving around playing shows. Like, yeah. you're making it really uncomfortable. Yeah, for, like, by, like, making this, like levels this hierarchy thing yeah. between you who <laughs> i liked your voice though <laughs> and there's another the was one good. that was a heroin addict but i liked him as a person totally i loved him i thought it was fine but it was like it was one of those things like i wondered if everybody knew yeah like or maybe i just do that and then it made that made me uncomfortable because mm-hmm. i was like does everybody know because <laughs> it's like probably because I, mean, I know th- it's like i know because i'm a junk i'm not using now but i know 
I think I you know can, what it looks I like. can see things. You know what it looks like. Yes, yeah, like, but I think I notice. It's like you can only notice that if you know exactly what that's like. Like where you're just like, oh, there they go. <laughs> like you just oh. know. It's like everything. That was really uncomfortable because I don't, because I don't know if everybody knew that. Yeah. So they probably just thought she was like really, really moody and weird. <laughs> yeah, being manic. Ooh. <laughs> but that's what people thought about me probably too when i was younger they didn't because my mom never knew i was doing so many drugs until like one time that i went to the hospital and they told her everything told her. Hmm. that was in my system she was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> she just thought i was crazy the whole time and i was like really like <laughs> Man, I went to, oh, I forgot. <laughs> I went to re, I went to rehab, and I, then I went to a sober living, and now I've been, sh- and then I've you been, went to adult school. Yeah. And then. I've been so uncomfortable ever since, forever, for a long time, and now, that's why I wanted to take that picture of Oprah with me. <laughs> Because I thought maybe it would help. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't have the authority over the Oprah okay. photo in the living room, but I appreciate you wanting it as an encouragement. I'm gonna make my own. I'm gonna have one made, just that same picture. You can. I think it's doable. Yeah. This is an achievable goal. Or maybe I'll even get like. I'll have a like a. Bigger one, better than that. <laughs> Top us. Top <laughs> like us. that size, like a whole thing, and just take everything off of my wall. A whole wall. And just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then I bet my whole. Oh, it'll all come together then. Yep. I'll start going out, going to shows, having fun, being so happy if I get Oprah in my room. Have you ever seen Broad City? Yes. You see in her room? Yes. How she had Oprah? Yes. Okay, that's an idea, but mine's going to be better than that. Yeah, you want the... (laughs) (laughs) You want it to look nice, not just photos you cut out. Because that just looks like... It's like, is she serious? You know, like, mine's going to... Is her love serious? Mine's going to be a shrine. (laughs) Yeah. That's what it all... That's what I'll have, a shrine. There you go. Hmm. And maybe I can get some of her hair. (laughs) (laughs) Well, up to that point, I was like, this is, yeah, this is a positive exercise. <laughs> and then the hair, I'm like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> ah, like thank her. you for she coming. She has a beautiful smile. Thank you for coming all the way out here. Thanks for having <laughs> and making it happen. And hey, you have a beautiful smile, too. Thank you. Just like <laughs> Oprah. I've been admiring your shoes this whole time. I like the Thanks. tropical print. It's nice. These it's were good. a birthday present. It's a good one. They look good. They're comfortable. They're more comfortable than I thought they would be. Where can people find your music on the internet to listen to? They could go to sunnyward.com or um, YouTube, Sunny War, or Spotify. Spotify has both albums. There's two albums. One I don't like that much. The other one I don't really like that. But the second one, first one, 
There's two albums. I put them on YouTube too, and on Spotify. They're both on iTunes. One is worthless, and the other one is that's what it's called. Yeah, worthless. I know it is, but <laughs> <laughs> and it's worthless. <laughs> and the other one is red, white, and blue. Is but that the one that you like? I don't like that. I like worthless. You like worthless? Oh, that yeah. I like worthless. Too. Red, white, and blue is. I like that one too, but it. I don't like how it got made. Product. I don't like. It sounds so clean to me, and it's like something that. It's like because it has drums and bass too, but it's like something I didn't know because I had never tried to record like that with before. that with drums and bass and everything, and it's like. I don't know, because there are acoustic songs on it, and those ones sound fine to me, so I guess now I have to pay attention to how, if I add band members, like, how they how do How you want to do it? Do you want to do full band again ever, or? The next one is, is going to be with a bass player and a violin player. Ooh. and no, Dude, I'm in. And maybe <laughs> it might have percussion, but I don't, I'm not going to use a full kit again. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's just like about like finding the way you want to approach that and you're getting closer to whatever it is you like. Like, I like, you know, I would like with just a, like, maybe like somebody with brushes, like a not soft. Yeah, like not a whole drum kit. Maybe just like a little, yeah. I think violin is good. <laughs> I got videos of the violin player. Did you like it? Yeah. Nice. We played a couple. <laughs> We're going to record, hopefully, live next month. In I January. Hope. Yeah. Cool. I'm excited to but hear it when it comes out. I might want to add. Well, maybe it'll have percussion, maybe. That would be nice. Yet to be decided. Like a cajon. Ooh. That'd be just be like, oh shit, that's that coffee house jam. <laughs> that co- I'm always trying to get coffee house. That's what I tell them. When when <laughs> I think you, you know can what do I that. mean, like <laughs> no, that yeah. co- '90s coffee house specifically. Yes. Like '90s coffee house music is what I love. You really. can do that, Amy Man. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. That's what I want, kind of. Not that, but that. Close. That, Something like that. That area. <laughs> Something like that. Tracy Chapman, Amy Mann. That's 90s Coffee House. And Elliot Smith, too. And Elliot Smith. But it depends <laughs> on which song. Some of it is not appropriate for the Coffee House, but, you know. Cool. Maybe, uh... Actually, those are the only people that are 90s Coffee House. The only ones? Think about it. I mean, yeah, I don't know anyone else. There's no other. <laughs> there are, but they're not. Dave Matthews Band is 90s coffee house music. That's because yeah. it was. It is. Yeah. That's not. But, it's but not, that's not what I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, yeah, there was stuff like that. But that's not. That's to be deleted. <laughs> I mean, like, you know what I mean. I do know what you mean, yes. The good coffee house music. <laughs> when you're at the coffee house. 
could yeah. could be played in a coffee house. Yeah, you're like, hmm, I really like this song, but I'm not offended by it. And I can still type, type. and do what I was doing. Yeah. But I like it, though, in the background from a distance. You know, but yeah. it's good. You might actually own the album, but you don't realize it till you've had your first cup of coffee. You're like, oh, I do know this song. Yeah. Then, see, it's all about that smell of coffee. <laughs> It's the environment. It's a whole thing. Puts you there. And I just want... That's not a genre, though. It I mean, is. It is. It kinda. is on internet radio. Yeah. But it's yes. not actually a genre. I mean, what what is genre? It's just whatever anyone wants to call their music. But I want it to become like... Like hip-hop. As big as hip-hop. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you play coffee house? <laughs> like... <laughs> And you then, play like, coffee house. Like I wanted to have its whole, like own, a scene around, like it. its own ideologies and shit. Mm-hmm. Like this is like what it means to be coffee house. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to like really like coffee, like yeah. a lot, and being a, like a morning person, you know, like it's more than that. Maybe you have a history with heroin. And you were overcoming it, and you go to coffee house because you go there after you go to your meetings and stuff, and you're trying to get your shit together, but you, you don't really have a job, and you never really will. But you try, you know. It's yeah. there's a whole no, every every good, not good, but every like big genre has like a lifestyle brand around it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, coffee house, coffee house. You you can make it happen. It's like Portland, but not like that. <laughs> cool. Can you? Thanks for coming. Can you play? I don't have a song. One, one more. One last one. <laughs> then you can. Then we can set you free. Uh. I want to play. This is a song about summertime. But it's like not summer anymore. It is in our hearts. That seems real.
we wanted blue skies And now we got Sorry I can't give you that Oprah photo. <laughs> you know what? I don't even need that because I have it in my heart. She's with me. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank you so Thanks much. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Living Room. This week, our guest was Sunny War, and their music can be found online at sunnywar.com. The Living Room was created by Lucas Caffey and Karina Taylor, recorded by Jeremy Scott and Matt Sturgis at the Palisades, and produced by Hannah Mraz. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, whatever podcast app you happen to use. If you have questions or would like to chat with us, email thelivingroompodcast at gmail.com, or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. Special thanks goes to the residents of the Palisades for dealing with our noise, and of course, thank you for listening. <laughs>